Hey, what's up, everybody? This is the Comic Vine Podcast. I'm Sarah. It is the week of Friday, February 24th, 2011. I'm here with the editor-in-chief of ComicVine.com, Mr. Tony Guerrero. Hi. And finally, somebody decided to come join us this week, Norman Chan from Tested.com. Yeah, two weeks ago. Yeah, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Two and weeks of course, ago. your replacement, Corey. I'm coming up on your record, man. Is back. Mm, good. Thanks for uh, thanks for being here, everyone. You're Liz Lemon. Thanks for <laughs> me. No, no, I find, uh, that, I find that terribly acceptable. Yeah, right. <laughs> Who wouldn't want to be Liz Lemon? That'd be awesome. Liz Lemon. <laughs> Who's Liz Lemon? Secretly, she loves herself. Who's Liz Lemon? Or do we not even want to get into it now? Yeah, rock? you don't want to get into right, it. If you don't, if you don't get it, then yes. Yeah, I Everyone at all times should have both a mentor and a mentee. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, so comic books. Uh, there is this little book. Ultimate Spider-Man number 160, Death of Spider-Man. This came in the poly bag, right? It was poly bag. And there was a um, variant, uh, I think it was 300, signed by Bendis or something like that, issues. And someone claimed that the bag was a little lighter, had more, like, kind of some little speckles on there, so... You want to Easy try to, to spot the three hundred. Kind of, well, that, that's bags. what they said. With, um, I'm gonna buy them all. They said with a uh, 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 ultimate uh, Fantastic Four, five eighty seven, the death of Johnny. Spoiler. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they, they they apparently you could kind of tell which poly bags were signed, but that I, that doesn't make sense. Why would they do? Why would be lighter? First no, of all? it wouldn't be. Uh, I don't know. No, that's, but they, but someone showed silly. it where there was it was the, the it was, I don't know. There's there's a difference in in the poly bag. Maybe they're. Poly bag did it differently, different times. So to whoever can sign them, I, yeah. I don't know. But that one in the Ultimate Spider-Man mm-hmm. felt like ultra thin when you pick it up in a oh, poly yeah. bag. I was like, is there only like five pages five in pages here? I think it's normal. I didn't count. Um, there's, I'm pretty sure there's ads. It's short. It only took me about two minutes or three minutes to read. <laughs> well, it's not a lot of dialogue. Well, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I mean, so does some... he die in this? Can't spoil that. Although Marvel spoiled it on Tuesday with USA Today, they see they, this is this was my argument. They spoiled it on on USA Today the day before it goes on the sale. the day before it goes on sale, but they polybagged it anyway. No, as, no. The reason. Okay, go ahead. Finish your statement. I'll tell you why. No, go ahead. Okay, because you already um, started to cut me off, and I'll cut you again. Yeah, exactly. Do it. Um, get my knife out. All right. Um, let's do this. Let's so, uh, the, what someone someone blog someone linked to a blog where they said. A, a comic shop had put the polybag version on a shelf next to the blank variant cover. You know how they, they sell blank covers, yeah. so you can go to a comic store and have your favorite artist draw something. Yep. So they're next side by side on the shelf. So what this person did, just picked up the open one, flipped through it, and like, eh, I, I don't need to buy it. Put it, put it back. <laughs> so they're like, thanks for, for doing that. I'm not buying the issue now. <laughs> so that's the thing. If it's not polybagged, I mean, what I said about this this issue and this entire arc, I mean, I thought this was a really, really good arc. I mean, I thought Bendis did a great job depicting a teenage Spider-Man and doing his best to be as heroic as he can because that, that's what it's all been about, like training with the, the Ultimates, trying to be a hero. And so whether you – I mean, it's it's you kind of have a good idea how it's going to end since it's called The Death of Spider-Man. Let's go back with the train with the Ultimates thing. That that didn't go anywhere. They didn't do anything with that. <laughs> but in theory, yeah, in theory. So you know, he 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 wanted to train. You know, he he what did like a hundred and thirty issues before even thinking about training. Yeah, he didn't you know, need to he train, didn't need to train. Really. But <laughs> but I guess there was there was the, the whole like few issues with Iron Man, kind of with the Kitty Pride or not Kitty uh, uh, Shadow Cat stuff. Mm-hmm. Or not Shadow Cat. Black, Black Cat. Cat. Black Cat. 
awesome black cat or, or do you mean hellcat uh, no, <laughs> cosplay yeah. video challenge uh, reference yeah. <laughs> blah, blah. and then um and then there was the really good issue of captain america which it was more about training i guess the theme of that was like it's just like that yeah the idea and which did tie into death of spider-man mm-hmm. was it like the other where he tried to teach him how to catch bullets no. no. <laughs> so using Tai Chi. I, I think think the whole thing is is your it was a journey and even though just like you know, and there's a lot of parallels to Death of Superman. When Death of Superman came out, you, you, you yeah, you, you knew wh- where it was gonna go, but it's it's like how you get there. Just like in you know in Fantastic Four, you knew someone was gonna die, but it's well I guess you didn't really know until they spoiled it. But the whole thing here it's it's a story. So it, I you know, we all hate comic book deaths. But this, it's more about the actual journey and you know, like how it was written, what the story was. So I thought for that, it was it was done well. Do you think publishers are shooting themselves in the foot constantly, like spoiling this? No, stuff? not like, they're they're, they're well aware things. of what they're doing, and you know, because DC's done it not as as I don't know, maybe they haven't really had as big an event like this. But what they usually do, or and they they've kind of toned it back a little bit on, on their blog, um, like the day of or the next day, they'll they'll post this just happened, and then they'll post the actual last page of the issue. Like some big shocking thing, so then you see that. Why do you need to buy the issue when you know how the issue ends? But what I think the idea is, like especially with this, is like it's a death of Spider-Man. It's a big deal. How it happened? Yeah. Yeah. So you you see, you know, they they showed one panel, which is pretty telling. But you know, like like I said, it's it's more than just that one panel. And there is the last page, which kind of has a teeny tiny twist, not not dealing directly with him, but there's you know something there worth you know checking out. So. Even though they spoiled that one scene, you still got the whole other. Well, but I mean, like with the Fantastic Four one, though, like you didn't really know who was going to die. Yeah, right. so, that. they, so they spoiled that. The big Marvel deaths, like there are three big Marvel deaths recently uh, in both Six and Six and Ultimate. Right, you have, well, there are more than three, but Captain America uh, the press releases. Captain America. Was that big, made like news. Uh, that <laughs> was well, big news. But Captain America was they they didn't spoil that. They did nope. totally they, spoil it. I didn't hear about it before. There was a press release. There was totally a press release. I don't remember that. Uh, the day it came out. It well, maybe the day it came out. Yeah. That, yeah, that, that's different, but not Captain like... Mar- I mean, it was news. Captain America, Human Torch, Spider-Man, big things. People walking in and just picking up the one issue. I think the Captain America one, they would have been confused as hell. Fantastic Four one, even more confused. <laughs> but I think this issue, it's something you could pick up and kind of get a sense of, uh, even though you don't know the Ultimate Universe, maybe... You can still read this issue and have. I actually remember a lot of people being really angry about the Captain America death of just like him getting shot in the back. But it's like, but I don't know. I liked it because I've been reading all the issues leading up to that. So you realize it's not just him getting shot; it's having all the pieces in their correct positions. And yeah, it was this culmination of a really great plot. So yeah, don't come in and just pick up one book and expect to get it. Although this does work a lot better with that. This uh, Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah, and also this week is Death of Spider-Man. All Avengers vs. New Ultimates has nothing to do with Death of Spider-Man. Well, Absolutely they kind of split off from it. And this is the second to final uh, issue of this arc, which is, it was a big mess to start. Mm-hmm. And I actually like this issue a lot. Yeah, and you're it's crazy. very, very Looks like the next more. issue is going to have something to do with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because there, there was a twist last issue where, should we spoil it? Ultimate sure. Nick Fury gets shot. And he, he's like, Ugh. is he dead? No, but he's on the cover. Not. Maybe they did the cover ahead of time. Oh. Yeah, so they tie up some loose ends um, with that that one Avengers new or new new Avengers the, the one that I didn't read the one miniseries I did not read but I bought the hardcover mm-hmm. haven't read it yet so like with, that was with Blade and the other Hulk and 
Oh, the Blade one, the one with Steve Dillon, that was terrible. I think that's the one. It was so bad. The vampires. No, no, no. It was, it was one before that. I think. Which one was it? I don't know. I, I bought. There's one. Maybe there's two that I didn't read. Because there's only Ghost Rider. Was an arc. Maybe it was that one. The vampires one was just terrible. <laughs> and the only good part of that, it, or the only like lasting part of it, is that Blade is part of the team, and the Triskelion was teleported to Iran. <laughs> Which is like, oh, oh head bang on the table twist. Uh, Wait, did he write that? Mark Miller didn't okay. totally write that. It was just was like, oh, it's night here, but if we teleport everyone to the other side of the world, it'll be daytime and the vampires will burn. Imagine that. Oh, twist, 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 twist. Oh, I thought he was doing some kind of political commentary. No, no, and then it became political commentary. Oh, okay. And it became, oh, no, now the Iranians want Triskelion out, but they can't bring it back. But anyway... Uh, I like this issue because it actually tied off some loose ends, uh, some characters I didn't necessarily think needed to be part of this universe. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. That's Spider-Man. Then there is um, Brightest Day Aftermath, The Search for Swamp Thing. Now, you had an issue with the cover on this. Now, <laughs> that's the thing. We, 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 they've gone back and forth. So originally, I think this might have been like the original. First, for, okay, first of all, when they first released the image of this cover, they didn't show Constantine, Constantine. There's... Debate how you say his name. People are Constantine. Constantine. Uh, people, you're going to see in the comments. People are saying it's Constantine. Um, and then and Zatanna wasn't there. There was no one there. You know, so we had had this big. You know, who who's it going to be? Then they finally revealed him. And then they had Zatanna. And and I think originally it was Bruce. Or you know, they put Bruce Batman because they had the yellow symbol. Then they had Hawkman. So they took out Zatanna. And they put Hawkman there. <laughs> what the and, hell? And what well, that's the thing because uh, there's uh, I'll show, I will show you. Because in another issue, I know it was in Green Green Arrow, because I just read this, there is an ad. Even in the same week, you see here. Oh, wow. So, yeah, this is the other one. You see the Batman. So this is an ad, Green Arrow, and other mm-hmm. DC books out this same week. They show Bruce Wayne Batman. They show Hawkman. But then on the actual issue, it's Satana, and it's Dick Grayson. Mm-hmm. And not that it's a spoiler or anything, but inside the issue, it is Dick Grayson, and it is Zatanna. Is that issue even, like, a big deal? And there's no Superman, even though he's on the cover. Is that issue a big deal? Like, why do they um, keep changing the cover? Like, I, so I, I'm not sure. I, I, I really don't know what the story behind the switch in the cover, if they weren't sure who was going to be in there. And, you know, they're going back and forth. Because, you know, with, with Batman, you, you, you know, um, they had to know. Because the way the story is here, it's clearly Dick. Right. It's not Bruce. Because um, they're, Bruce and John have met at some point in the past. So you know there there is that, and Dick here Wait, doesn't. John Constantine. Yeah, because you know John used to be in, in the DC yeah. universe at some point. Oh wow, you know, way I back. Know was... I'm, I I think there is. I I couldn't tell you what issue, but I I, I seem to recall something. So I, I could be totally wrong. But so we have that, and um, so w- what I think this is a big big deal is because we have Swamp Thing and John now in the DC universe. So the question is, how are they going to be integrated? You know, what's their story? Is it all of a sudden they pop in? Have they always been here? Has, you know, all their past stuff, does does it still matter? And they, they, they address it pretty quickly because John's talking about his relationship with Swamp Thing. You know, because what happened before is, you know, they were friends and Swamp Thing wanted to have a kid, but he, he couldn't, so... Um, John kind of helps out in a, in a way, <laughs> and the, so there, there's acknowledgement. So that that stuff does still exist. So that that's still there, and then um, oh, well, they were also then, in the crisis, the crisis on infinite earth. Yeah. So they were like directly involved. Yeah, in yeah, that. and there's there's the one other thing wild. with um, 
Oh, and then there's a the whole thing with with Swamp Thing because you know there's been different versions of Swamp Thing. Like you know there was original telling, and then Alan Moore came over, and then you know Grant Morrison did some stuff. So and then um, I think it was Brian K. Vaughn. He, he did something, but then later it kind of switched. They kept kind of flipping back and forth because originally it was this guy Alec Holland. He was a scientist. He was working on some stuff. A bomb went off. He got splashed with chemicals. He went out. He died in the swamp. He became reborn, became Swamp Thing. So that that was like the original thing. Alan Moore came along and said that no, Alec Holland died in the swamp, but then the swamp kind of took form because there's mystical stuff there. And then it kind of t- absorbed his memories and thought it was Alec, but it really wasn't. Then there's a whole thing with the Parliament of the Trees and, and everything. <laughs> so, you know, you basically have two different versions where Alec Holland became Swamp Thing, and then the other one where the swamp kind of took his, a dead man's memories. So we get clarification on which version we're getting here, and I'm not, I won't spoil that because people can read it and find out. So um, it was a little weird. I, I I haven't read Hellblazer in a while. I used to read it like in, in like when it first came out, and I think I stopped maybe like around issue forty or fifty. And weird book. Um, the the writer here, he, um, Jonathan Van, Vankin, he he's he's worked on a lot of Vertigo stuff, and I, I think he's edited a lot. But one of the comments and reviews they said that. It didn't really feel like John, even though you know he edited a lot of books. Like it sounded a little weird, and I, I kind of agree where it, it felt a little off. Even though I haven't read him in so long, so I, I couldn't say for certain if it was off. But he's pretty hard edged for like a mainstream DC book, and I don't just mean he curses a lot. Like this, the stuff that he deals with is stuff that you couldn't put into like a non adults only like mature audiences comic book. Like he deals with some very very yeah. messed up stuff. Yeah. So there, there's a, there's there's a bit of a, that hard edge, and then. There's the Tana, and then you know, do they have a, a connection and stuff like that? So it was, it was, it was okay. I think I gave it a three. Uh, it's it's a first issue, so clearly it's going to set things up. But my problem with that is it's the aftermath, the brightest day. So you really shouldn't need a bunch of setup because if you've been reading Brightest Day, you're going to read this. But again, this is maybe more for, for people who might be reading this for Swamp Thing versus trying to get that conclusion from Brightest Day. So. We'll see. I mean, I'm definitely going to you know read the next couple of uh, issue two and three and see how. how the Swamp Thing isn't on the cover. Well, or, see, originally thing, um, you you can't see it. If, if you see the original art. So when when we didn't have Zatanna, we didn't have John, and we didn't have the logo here. The the foliage in the back, it kind of oh. made a little shape. So that that's where people started. They were like, "Oh, it's probably a Swamp Thing," because it was just. Um, I think they just call it Brightest Day Aftermath Search uh. or something like that. So no one had any idea what this was. This was way before, you know, Brightest Day. We found out the Swamp Thing was involved with with all of that, which you had no clue reading Brightest Day of, until the end. So, yeah, I don't know. Okay, then we have Action Comics nine hundred two. One zero. Um, I didn't really like it. Reign of the Doomsday. I'm not liking this. This story. it's so weird because it, it's still Paul Cornell. Mm-hmm. Awesome, pretty awesome job throughout all of Lex Luthor stuff. There's a couple, yep. you know, fizzles Stops. a little bit, yeah, yeah. but it, it was great. And then once Superman came in, it just, I don't know, there's there's something missing. I love Kenneth Rocafort, but I don't think he's he's right for Superman because, you know, I keep saying Superman looks too pretty. He looks, you know, he doesn't look as, I don't know, there's like something off. And there's like some some dialogue, like in the last issue, you know, some stuff Superman was saying. It, it just felt weird. So... We have all these doomsdays, and they're out in space, and the, the spaceship is coming towards Earth, and you know the Earth is gonna, everyone's gonna die, and so we got Superman, Superboy, Supergirl, um, Steel, and Cyborg, Superman, Hank Henshaw, 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. And so they're <laughs> sound and, really and, and, and they're they're, they're trying to book. save the original Doomsday, you know, the Savage Beast, and there's other variations who they've evolved, and some of them are smart. They can fly and do these other stuff, and then there's this. And the first page, you see this ultra Doomsday guy. It oh, yeah. has this, you know, he's the reason for all of this. Keep and, Doomsday simple. I was going to say, remember when Doomsday mattered? Like, remember when you saw him on a page and you knew, like, stuff had just gotten very, very dire? I think you could play him uh, Jeff Love for that. <laughs> yeah. With his army of Doomsdays in... Uh, yeah, but those, those are just clones. clones. I don't think that... Uh, oh, so they're just clones. <laughs> but it kind of, like... But that was just like a throwaway. It's just an oversaturation of it. It's just too much. And then it, it kind of... Yeah. It, it takes away from the emphasis of the character. It's better when he's so in many. space. But then they, they brought him back in, like, Superman Batman, like, 50 something or something like that where they showed like the you know government was cloning you know trying to i think they actually put some some guy's mind in there or maybe i'm thinking of booster gold he did have booster gold too (laughs) but i think i think i think it was actually um uh, the 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 two guys that are going to be writing supergirl i think it was in their arc it was like a project k or something like that there there's this arc which was actually we also briefly showed up in um infinite crisis i want to say it was either infinite crisis or final crisis like he showed up like as the the like first line of like the big end battle between like the good guys on this side, the bad guys on this side, and the bad guys lead the charge with Doomsday. Yeah, I remember I too many crises. So I I don't know. I mean, it's just just weird. You know, maybe they should just cancel Action Comics and start over. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mighty Thor. Hey. I love that cover. It's an amazing cover. Oh, that's a great and I still I, I still want to say. I think it's brilliant. The Galactus wants to eat Asgard. Well, he doesn't want to eat Asgard if you well, read the book. I didn't read this book. Yeah. Oh, I think you have to read. Um, it. Orm, tell us about I, what I think Galactus Corey wants was hiding to eat. the comic. He wants. He wants the seed. Oh yeah, well, that's right. Well, they did. Yeah. No, they, they've mentioned that. Yeah. Last so Odin has this, this uh, artifact that has more power than anything anyone can comprehend, um, and it could. Uh, of course. It could fill Galactus. It could satiate his hunger forever. Oh, fill his tummy. So he doesn't <laughs> destroy any worlds. Uh, this issue is half um, surfer. Thor fighting, which is a really good fight, and then Odin steps in, hears Surfer out, and basically shows how much of a badass he is. Uh, how much a badass Odin is? Odin is. Okay. Odin like, grabs Surfer by the throat and throws him in the ground, pretty much. <laughs> uh, the art is amazing. Olivia Copiel, like, he cannot he can do no wrong. He is perfect for Thor. Um, and, you know, there's a subplot with the people of Bronxton, um, the Oklahoma stuff, mm-hmm. not in Volstagg. I didn't think that was that interesting. It's a little bit funny. Uh, but I kind of like that in the first issue. You know, the whole thing is, yeah. you know, what, what do other people think of these gods when they have their own Well, they want them out. Yeah. Uh, but that's only briefly mentioned. Uh, by the end, there, there is also this, like, very, like, like I don't know. There, there's a Loki scene with the new kid Loki mm-hmm. and Sif. And it is just an excuse to draw Sif without clothes. So <laughs> that's your thing. That's what I turn to. Yeah, and, and that's the, that. <laughs> that, that is that is the whole point of that scene, um, okay. which I don't, I don't think really needs to be in the book. Uh, and then the build up, because um, it's kind of like, I guess not spoiling anything. They're gonna fight Galactus um, in to, space. To be honest, uh, like if they're gonna draw her naked, at least she's she looks like she could be real. No, you again, know? he is, he is an amazing artist. Like, like, like he he does it he does it in a way that isn't so gross. Like if Greg, Greg Land Greg had Landish. done it, <laughs> oh, it just would have been really terrible. Um, why do the Asgardians need space armor? 
Because it's know. cold. I don't know. They that don't is... need space armor. Space Did you not read Astonishing cold. Thor? Like, Thor can That's fly in space and, and take on, you know, Ego. Well, so where does this planet. take place in the continuity? Is it's it in before, continuity? Okay. I, I think it's before... Um, Fear itself. Fear it must itself. be. <laughs> yeah. Is that... Are you going to read that? Yeah. Because oh, I had that in my read pile, but you can read it. It's, you can put it back in your read pile. That was my read pile. It's okay. really good. Okay. Flashpoint, Kid Flash Lost, number one of three, cover by Francis Manipole, written by Sterling Gates, and Oliver Gnome. Gnome? Yeah, I, the I, art I wasn't so bad I don't know inside. who Oliver Gnome is. Sorry. A lot of the uh, DC books looked very similar from an artistic perspective this week. I don't know if anyone yeah. else noticed that, but a lot of them looked a lot like that. <laughs> I'm not saying if that's you a good or bad thing. the interiors or the, the cover? Stuff, yeah. yeah. No, I, 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 I sort of agree. It looked like kind of a sharper-edged uh, Mark Brooks. I actually really like this issue. It's a lot of fun, and it it makes a reference to, I think it's it's Flash number 12, I from. think. Yeah. Um, it makes a reference to Jeff Johns' Flash, and... Um, it's it's fine. I mean, if if you if you pick it up and you just want like a fun comic to read this week, I really recommend that one because it yeah it ties into Flashpoint, but it's not like closely aligned to the other stories. It's a little, yeah, it's a little different. We're, yeah, we're, we're, we're seeing, and I don't mean to cut you off this time. I did before mm-hmm. this yeah. point. Um, we're, it's like we're seeing two different kinds of Flashpoint miniseries: ones yeah. that are like directly showing, and then others like this and Reverse Flash, where it's kind of. Yeah. You get you get what's like this is this is very character driven story so it's really focused on the Flash or Kid Flash, whereas the other stories like um, Wonder Woman and the Furies or the Aquaman book or the Lois Lane and the whatever Resistance Resistance I keep wanting to say Revolution <laughs> Lois Lane and the Resistance it's it's talking about you know how did this all start mm-hmm. but um, this one's really character driven sort of like the Deathstroke uh, Flashpoint was also really character driven but this one has is probably one of my favorites so far. Not because I love Sterling Gates, even though I do love Sterling Gates. It's just fun. Like, and, and you don't you don't really... Like, when you... Like, comics should be fun, and th- this is just fun. That's that's what I think. I miss Impulse, the series. Yeah. And Burke no Justice. And oh, yeah. Even though they had big feet. Hey. <laughs> they got it better to, to, to run with, I guess. Yeah, bigger, big... And big hair. Big, yeah, oh. She said hair is, like, in its own gravitational field... Um, Superman 712. Oh, geez. Now, first of all, there is a little bit of controversy over there, which I, I don't even want to talk about. I think it's ridiculous, but I'm going to talk about it. What? Um, What's the matter? So originally, this this is not the original story solicited. Originally, it was supposed to be part of the grounded storyline, Superman oh, doing all that. Yeah. He was supposed to meet some a Muslim, Muslim hero who I think was angry towards America, and there's all this stuff like that. And that issue, from what I what I little I read... It was written, it was penciled, it was ink, it was ready to go to the printer, and then at the last minute before it touched the printer, they pull it. Eesh. And so there was no real indication why, and apparently like <laughs> the, the creative team found out like last minute, because like George Perez did a variant cover, and he kind of dedicated to a friend of his that he lost. I don't, I don't know, I haven't seen what the variant cover is, I don't know. But he was like really ticked off that he did this cover, put, you know, and it meant, it meant something to him, you know, it was personal, and then it's not going to see... The light of day um but then on bleeding cool they said you know because they they have their sources they you know sometimes they're right and whatever but they they claimed it had nothing to do with the muslim hero mm-hmm. it has to do with with superman saving a cat 
and it, which was kind of like from like Superman three, I think it was, and it kind of showed Superman as a wuss or something like that. There's like some weird mm-hmm. thing, so, so they can't have that. You know, some executives supposedly uh-huh. didn't like. It. <laughs> and 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 at first when I because I, I didn't read all of the bleeding cool stuff, and and I, I thought oh they're just making light of the, of the whole the real thing, but there it was pretty serious, and other people have have addressed that. Um, um, I, don't know. I think I think that if if it had been an issue, then uh, DC never would have published uh, Justice League and the ninety nine, which mm-hmm. was um, the Justice League teaming up with a Muslim, a bunch of Muslim superheroes, a mm-hmm. um, bunch of Middle Eastern superheroes, and um, the actual like comic book yeah, they exist like superheroes they exist yeah, the, and print. they get published over there. Um, so if this was really an issue, I think that 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 would have been. Well, they've also got yeah. Night Runner, but the uh, that's the guy's name in Batman, right? Yeah, yeah, they, but they he's Runner. he's like French Moroccan or something. But I yeah. mean, the, I think Islam roots there. It could have also been just because Superman is such an Americana hero. Like, if something Not happens, anymore. well, yeah, and that's but that's exactly what I'm talking about. If something happens in a Superman book, it is amplified like tenfold in the minds of at least yeah. media. As much heads. as as much <laughs> as like as much as I want to believe that though. Um, a little part of me is like, oh, well, with all the stuff that's happened in Superman lately, you know, maybe they didn't want to draw an, an association. I don't know, maybe. But, the, but the, again, the thing is, if they got bad press on it, that, yeah. that's actually good because people are going to want to read like, oh, what's the big deal? You know, what, what are, what's everyone complaining? What's mm-hmm. all the protests? Yeah, I'm going to go buy it. People still don't get that, though. Like artists, yeah. like musicians, like creative people still don't get that. Any press yeah, is good press. Still don't get that controversy generates sales. They still try to shy away from controversy. And, and that's why, you know, publishers can say, oh, we're going to kill off a character. People are still going to buy it. They want right. to see, you know, what's, what's going on. So anyways, we get this lost classic um, from Kurt Busiek, Kurt Busiek. and R- Rick Leonardi, mm-hmm. and it's about crypto, crypto and and Superboy. So this Superboy. is is set shortly after Superboy died in Infinite Crisis and Superman went missing. This is such a good comic. Book. So it's it it starts off with because you know Superboy started living with the Kents, yeah, and so and then he had a crypto because they like every boy needs a dog and every Superboy needs a super dog, or I think that's <laughs> what they said before. <laughs> Um, I didn't come up with that. I don't think I can. Yeah, so, right. <laughs> um, so you know, they they show you know Superboy and crypto fighting and everything, and then page three, <laughs> right away you you you, you see where it's kind of going. You see, crypto, <laughs> where's Superboy? Ah, uh, a little contrived, I thought. No, and right. then and then you know then throughout there's different stuffs happening. Yeah, little crypto with this cape, and he's where's Superboy? He's sniffing around, looking at stuff, and then. Stupid subway ad. <laughs> yeah, thanks, DC. You know what? I was reading that, and all of a sudden, like, I see subway. I'm like, what is this? What's going on? And, like, it really took me a second. I'm, and it totally took you out of the book. And, and I hate that. Book. That's so and sad. Get, uh, and then how it ends. Did Oof. you read this, Nern? Oh, man. It's so good. You're heartless if you don't like it. Uh, <gasps> it was good. I just didn't feel like... Super you just, move. You probably don't like dogs. <laughs> I love dogs. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it reminded me of uh, of the Futurama episode. That's what. That's dog. why I say it's contrived. <laughs> I've seen this before. Season like, two or three. Yeah, three. I think. Jurassic Bark. Yes, that's the know. title of the episode where they yeah. find Fry's dog it's, fossilized and they're. Oh, gonna, I did see that. And it keeps yeah, flashing back to Fry. A few dog. cartoon episodes that will make a man cry. Speak, speaking of um, ball like a Futurama, did did you watch? I watched both new episodes yesterday. I'm I'm. First episode was bad. 
The second episode was good. All right. Yeah, they always they, they seem to have like these stumbling blocks when they first start because like the last yeah. season it was this pretty much the same way where the first two episodes were kind of eh and then it got really really good in my opinion. We'll, we'll come back to Futurama talk about that when we get to the other portion of our podcast programming. Um, Silver Surfer number five. Anyone read this? I read it. I actually kind of skimmed through it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. and, uh, it, it didn't just start out like really. Cool. Yeah, it started out really and well. And it was just like, eh, no, we started with an and... interesting concept. Yeah, yeah, that, I mean, it was good. It was, it was interesting. And then, but it was, still just, wasn't the Silver Surfer just, comic so I wanted. Going, going, and but it was the one you deserved. And, yeah. Mm. So I don't know. Black Panther, Sarah Lima, you read this. I yeah, had, um, I think to... a lot. A lot of people complained about the dynamic between Storm and Black Panther. Um, it's not really a spoiler because the la- the issue before it, Storm actually makes an appearance yep. at the end of that issue. So uh, they're teaming up in this issue to. Um, fight uh, Craven the Hunter and it's actually pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and and I think uh, Craven makes a really good adversary you know uh, for Black Panther and the uh, dialogue was really interesting. Um, I like the fact that every time T'Challa tries to put Storm in her place she takes it into consideration and she's like yeah you know I'll let him think that I'm he's like telling me what to do because you know like clearly she's the stronger person you know like she's she's just a stronger character in general so she's she's pretty sarcastic in that issue it's kind of funny uh i'm looking at this cover so she's, she's i didn't like the cover no I mean, i'm trying to figure out because you know she she wears um what do you call it? thigh thigh high boots yeah and but on a cover maybe it's just the lighting you can't really tell She's also the, wearing white on the cover. She right? also have knee pads. It looks on. it looks like she's not wearing boots at all, and then she's got these like yeah. suction cup knee pads. I think the <laughs> cover, uh, like whatever she's wearing on the cover, is like a mix between what she wears now, that black costume, and, and the her... white costume that she wore, and like. Well, it's also, also uh, yeah, so yeah, or like her original costume with like the yeah, where it shows like her hips or sides or whatever, ribs, whatever you want to call it. Um, I I like the series. I haven't read this issue. Um, I really like when Francesco Francavilla does the art, but yeah, I like the art here a lot, like the interiors, yeah. not so much the cover. But the... Yeah, so, I will we'll read that. So that's my read pile because I haven't read it yet. Then we have Justice League of America: The Rise of Eclipso, number fifty-eight. This, I have to say, feels like it's it's been going on for a while, and <laughs> part of it part, because it was interruption. We had the inter- the. Poor plan. Yep. This was not on James Robinson's part, but it, if the the reign of Superman storyline, which was what, what I liked about the one thing I really really liked about that, is that it gave I thought great characterization to Supergirl. Her whole thing dealing with her dark self and and all that, and you know she's trying to come to terms with you know why is she evil, why is she good, and so I really like that. Uh, I, I I'm not a fan of the Doomsday stuff. So this, um, you've got all these dark shadowed. Possessed people, and I, I have to say, I'm ready for it to end. Um, there's some interesting stuff that happens, like with Shade, and uh, I, um, I have and a question. Saint Walker makes a gun. Cool. Now, it just you know, he, I, he could do that, but I just, if he's all about hope and everything, would he? Because you know, it's like you try talking to him in the past, and he's like, oh no, we got to do this, and yeah, I'm here to amplify Would, would he make it make a gun? <laughs> I mean, it, it's cool what they do with that gun, but it was weird that he actually would say, "Yeah, I, I can make a gun," and that he could make the mechanism and you know how a gun works. And you know, sir, wasn't there a Shade series in, in production? In production, I, as far as I know, it's 
still happening. Yeah. Um, I, who's doing the art? I forget who's doing the art. Um, but yeah, so that that's one of the things. Actually, someone on our site blogged about it because just whether it was this past weekend, I think DC did, had some like meetings, did something, and I think it was in Texas where they made some announcements. And you know what everyone is is freaking out about with with the the fifty two comics or you know there's a lot of characters that are not mentioned. There's a lot of creators not mentioned, including James Robinson, like Nicholas Scott. Um, I can't even think of off the top of my head. So there's a bunch of people, but what apparently um, Dan DeDio said that these people are still working at DC. They are still working on projects. And James is, from what we hear, you know, people keep saying, when's James going to come back on the podcast? You got to ask him <laughs> that. But, you know, he's really busy, so he's he's working on that. And, you know, he's been talking about he, that he was working on The Shade for a while. And as far as I know, it's still happening it's just a matter of probably when they're going to release it now. Because, I mean, in September, you know, we're going to have the 52 books. So that's where all the focus is going to be. But you know, I mean, it, it, no one would be should be surprised, you know, come October, November, probably most likely December, you know, maybe three three months into the new book, we're going to start seeing other other titles. And I, I think they, there might even be an announcement where they have all these other ones planned. I don't know how many titles right now DC is currently doing. If it's more than 52, I would... Maybe think I I don't know, but it would have to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's there's gonna be more more books coming out, and so we'll probably see the shade and and PMP were saying, what about Power Girl? What about Justice Society? And I think Dan DiDio said that they do exist in this relaunch universe, whatever. They're just not going to be the main focus right now. Yeah. Just like um, there's no Cassandra Kane. Yeah, Cassandra Kane hasn't been in any of the announcements. You know, will Cassandra Kane pop up with um, Barbara Gordon? In Batgirl, maybe. What about Stephanie Brown? Will she pop in there? We don't know because we just have the vague um, solicit. Yep, the cover image. That's it. <laughs> so, and, and, you know, all of these characters, especially, you know, your character like Cassandra Kane or Power Girl, you know, people, the characters that people like that have fans, it's not like DC is going to say, eh, we're just not going to do anything with them. You know, maybe they'll put them on hold. I disagree. Well, no, I mean, with some cases, but anyways, at some yeah. point, you know, maybe they, they got to figure out, especially when they're restructuring everything. But I disagree, and I think that the only characters that DC really cares about are like Batman franchise and Green Lantern, and because they know, hey, this book is really going to sell, um, and that's like that's where our focus is going to be. So whatever happens um, in the DC universe is is constantly being uh, triggered by what's going to happen to Batman or what's going to happen to Green Lantern. Everything else just revolves around those characters. So. Okay. I'm kind of uh, put off somewhat by the whole 52 titles thing. I don't know why, but it just it, it smacks of publicity stunt. <laughs> well, it's supposed to. It's, it's trying to get people to come in. But I just yeah, that it's, number it's not, it's not a publicity that, stunt. That's... That, using that number like over and over, and I know they've been using well, it they, a lot they, lately. Number, but yeah. it's, it just seems odd. No, it's it's, it's just... funny because the original press release said like 51. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, 52 is a D- magic number in DC, and you know it's number of weeks in a year. year. Yep. You know, yeah, so yeah. whatever it have, you know, 52 worlds or universes, whatever you want to call them, and Earths. So, but whatever. But yeah, the thing is, there, there's more than 52 books already coming out in September because you have you know your handful of uh, Vertigo books. You still have um, the kid books like Tiny Titans, um, Batman Brave and the Bold. You know, the, the animated. You know, that stuff's still going to come out. But they're just focusing on 52 because that's their magic number now, and. That the thing is, which I don't think we've, we've actually talked about this, but think about it in terms of a, a comic retailer. 
you know, they need to know how many orders, how many issues should they order. Because you have a book like Frankenstein and whatever that name is, what a book is called, or Blackhawks or Stormwatch. You know, you got all, all these new titles that haven't really been existing. How many copies are, are they supposed to order? Because what most comic stores do, you know, they, I, I would think they, you know, they try to encourage people to have a pull list. Right. So they, they see, okay, I got 25 people that, that buy this book. I'm going to order maybe 30 copies. You know, so I'll sell to them 25. I'll have some extra for the shelves. They don't want to have too many on the shelves because that's dead inventory that just sits there in the hopes that someone will walk in off yeah. the street. So with all these, with 52 new books, they need, you know, they, they can make the same thing. They know how many Batmans are ordered. They know how many Justice Leagues are ordered. And, you know, they can do that. But when you got all these new titles, it's, it's like, kind of like a risk. But in DC's defense, what they're doing is... They're giving retailers a bigger discount on the books, so it can, you know they they don't pay two ninety nine or three ninety nine. Right, so <laughs> they get their discount. They're getting a bigger discount, and all the books are going to be returnable. Interesting. So they might say, "Okay, I'm going to buy this book, I Vampire." Right. I don't know if anyone wants to buy because it, it doesn't exist before. I'm going to order twenty copies. If I sell twelve. I can return the other eight. If okay, I want. that's interesting. Then yeah. So that's... DC is taking a risk on this too. So I, <laughs> what I think that says for DC is that they they believe in what what they're putting out. Now it's not like a store can just say I'm going to order 300 copies of everything, and if I only sell two, I'm just going to return. I'm sure you know, there's some kind of ceiling on yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure the you know Diamond is going to kind of say, hey, really, you know, how, how many do you really want to get? You, <laughs> you know, really think this is going but, to work? <laughs> yeah, but but I mean, I think that that. That's good for the retailers because this could kind of be, you know, this it's like going to be like a nightmare when they need to figure out how many copies am I going to order? Because either people are going to be on board with this or they might say, screw this, you know, I want my Action Comics 905 or whatever. And they might say, no. Um, there's a comic shop in, in Illinois. I will have to... Uh, there's but, not many in Illinois, I can tell you that. Yeah, well, there's... there's That's how I met Matt. <laughs> There's one. It's it's not Graham Cracker. Yeah. It's a it's a different one. But I, uh, the guy that owns a shop, I actually used him uh, in in my yeah. last article from Monday. I yeah. think about comic sales and whether uh, movies affect mm-hmm. comic sales and stuff. Um, he is actually doing this really cool promotional thing where you can buy the the first issue of the of the like the first fifty two comics, and if you don't like it and you keep the receipt within a week, you can return it. That's risky. That is really risky. That's what I said. But, you know, I I think that that's that's cool. And it it gives you an incentive to buy. And if you like it, then you can buy more than you normally buy. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. See, since I'm ultra skeptical, I'll say, you know, you're going to get these kids that are going to come in and just read it and then say, I didn't like any of these. Yeah, that's what I I said, too. But there had to be conditions. Like, okay, it has to be. In good good condition yeah, because because yeah. if it's not because I, I I don't know what the return policy is but it's not like they're going to take these battered copies like when people stick them in water like some people do around here so yeah I, I don't know but but yeah that that that's cool but I think that that's pretty risky Gates of Gotham number two you gave this a five out of five I gave this a five wow. out of five I like this um so so this is Scott Snyder Kyle Higgins. What is great about this is, you know, I never really thought about, you know, Gotham City has gone through lots of changes over the year. You know, you had Catacly- or Earthquake, you know, all that stuff like that. They had to rebuild it. We had Tim Burton movies that 
changed the way Gotham looked. You know, yep. got, it's, it started looking more like the movies and all and that. And also the the new the Nolan movies yeah. now. So so there's been changes, but what they're really doing here is they're making Gotham City like a character. I mean, you're you're getting the sense of it. So we're in the you know 1800s and we're seeing. When I first heard this, I thought it was a little corny that it's the ancestor of Bruce Wayne, of the Penguin, of of Tommy Elliot, <laughs> Hush, you know. But again, in some ways, it makes sense that you know these people have have stayed in the area. So we're seeing the construction of it. We're we're getting the history of that, and not just the city, but specifically in this issue, Wayne Tower. Yeah, which was it's more. I mean, it's not as big as it was in Nolan movies, but the design with the railroad going through the bottom, mm-hmm. right out of the movies. Yeah. So so we're getting all that, and throughout what we saw in the first issue, there is this mysterious villain. Called the architect who wants to kill the Gates of Gotham. The, no, the, the well, first, well, that's what they're called. Yes. The, the families, the first the, families, the four families. Yeah. So Gotham. they're all in danger, and you know what we saw. T- and blowing um, up the bridge. Yeah, the bridges. Yeah, they are in, in made in their names of, of you know each person has a bridge dedicated to them that goes into different parts. Mm-hmm. And so um, Hush was broken out of Arkham Asylum, and is he going to live? Is he going to die? Tommy Elliot. Yep. There's so a bomb strapped that. to him at one point. So I I love so the artist Trevor McCarthy. I love this scene here where they're going through the sewer. I, I just think, like, just the mood, the, the, the colors, too, really great there. And I love this page here, oh, the yeah. dialogue. I don't want to say specifically, but between Damien and Cassandra, Cassandra, however you want to say it. And I, I just thought that was was good. Um, but just some stuff that says there is, like, that makes me a little nervous. Cause, and then stuff that happens later. And there's something else that... I, I probably shouldn't get, get more into. You can see there's a lot going on in Cassandra's head. Yeah. I think that's all that needs to be said. Yeah. There's so, a lot of good panels where she doesn't say anything, where she's just looking. And but, even when she's wearing a mask, you can tell. Yeah. Her eyes are intense. Um, and then at the end, it's a big twist. Mm-hmm. What a twist. So. It's a really good issue. Yeah. I mean, it's no surprise, but yeah. There is no... Bruce Wayne, which which is is weird, but I, I kind of like because you so you have Dick, you have Cassandra, you have Tim, you have Damien, so we get this you know okay we got this this pretty big incident that's going on. They all need to step up and show that they can do it without needing Bruce because Bruce is probably Africa or France or Hong Kong somewhere you know doing Batman Inc. So I think it's great that it's showing them because you know if Batman comes in, then you assume oh. There's nothing to worry about because Batman solved the do problem. And, uh, yeah. But guess what? Dick is Batman. And and there's also um there that's the other thing is is there's some inner dialogue that Dick says about what it's like you know from being a sidekick to not being a sidekick yeah. and I, I and how I much he knows about Gotham the history like mm-hmm. he doesn't have because you don't really he, think yeah, about it yeah his family's not you know <sighs> got like Gotham you know royalty yeah he doesn't yeah there's no need for him to know you know who used to live there and all that so. I don't know I, I thought the the rewriting of the history of Gotham or the writing of the first time with Cobblepot and Elliot stuff, it feels a little bit forced. That's, yeah, that's what I'm saying, but it, it's working. It's, it works as long as they don't try to explain, like, oh, man, the, the whole time the Elliots were so big in Gotham, but then we didn't get them until, you know, 10 years ago. Yeah, but it, th- that's what they said, you know, because they were one of the big wealthy families, you know, just like the, the Canes. And, it's like, oh, and, the Elliots' house were right next door from the Wayne Mansion. was next door. They even said it was down the road. Down the road. Because, you know, you, you and your mansion, you got lots of property. Mm-hmm. But they, they made that clear in Hush, you know, when the Bruce and Tommy yeah, were friends yeah. and, you know, they were, got along. And then 
Tommy went crazy and tried killing his dad with the brakes in the car, and you know, so I, oh, I it, it make, makes sense. And that that's the thing, you know. So it, this happened when you know he was young, and then his mom with you know she was ill, and he was trying to kill her and all that. So this is still when he was like a teenager. So it makes sense that when we have all these Batman stories that. There's not a whole lot with with the Elliots because his parents were, are dead, and he was you know becoming a doctor or surgeon. So I can buy that there is no mention of him up until he pops back into Gotham. It's also not just that they're adding that history, but they have to. He also has to reconcile it with the stuff from um, Return of Bruce Wayne and mm-hmm. all the Gotham history from that. That's what I'm. I'm curious to see. What's there are a happen. lot of Wayne names floating yeah. around <laughs> in Gotham, but because um, I, I think Alan Wayne is his great grandfather. Okay. If it's great grandfather, great great. I, I I figured mapped it out, but I forget which one it is. So it's it's ambitious. I like what they're doing for sure. Iron Man two point I read it. Okay. It's a fun book. It's a fun martial arts book with War Machine, which is kind of odd. He seems a bit out of place in this because it is it's talking about the uh, the eighth city, or as Doctor Strange dubs it, uh, Hell. Um, with yeah, like you got like the Iron Fist. You've got hmm. people who I don't know if if they've been in previous Iron Fist books. But, uh, you know, it's a lot of, like, martial arts superheroes mm-hmm. plus War Machine, and they're fighting Titania and the Absorbing Man. And, uh, Ariel Olivetti doing art? Yes, who I really, really, really like. Yeah, interesting. That goes in my read pile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Flashpoint, The Outsider, number one, issue one of three. This is... Uh... James Robinson. Hmm. So this is the dude... Now, I don't think The Outsider is based on anyone. I could be wrong because he showed up in Flashpoint number one when they gathered all those people. So we, You told me there was someone named The Outsider. I would assume he has all the powers of that team. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he showed up in the first issue. So here we find out his story so his, with his like rock-like skin and you know how he can manipulate it and stuff like that. And he likes keeping his suit clean and he's a bad guy and he's got you know this big empire of you know people working for him and stuff is that like red that. skull on the cover no that is um Evan Sir. oh okay i'm assuming it's Evan Sir because he was <laughs> yes in, it in, is Evan thank you yeah he was in the mansion flashpoint and right there's right. a mention of him in and, here That's yeah he's in that one issue cyborg well. looking like robocop <laughs> <laughs> so um uh I, I know matt elfring liked this there's some uh character deaths that are are in this issue there's that been... are, are very um i think they're very like it's nonchalant the way yeah. it's done. It's just like okay, dead. Like next panel, you know. And I, I didn't like he the way does that, that a lot. Well, it's the same yeah. thing with like Jimmy Olsen. Oops. <laughs> See, you can't complain. It wasn't me this time. But so, but we, we, I, I think we're doing it because part of it is because it's a three issue miniseries, and you know, all of this Flashpoint is going to end in mm-hmm. August. So I think they're just kind of showing like, whoa, we can just here's this character, we're just going to kill him off because that's how crazy and wacky. No, this I, world, I totally goes. get, I totally get it. But yeah, it, wacky mass but, murder. But <laughs> three three characters die in like one panel. Yep, that's it. Yeah, that's the thing. You want some violence? There's some violence in here. And so. I was like, what? Okay. Yeah. yeah so there's quite a bit. Um, the question is, what, what we you get the black blood? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they have to because oh, so many people so are dead. Cheap. See, I thought they 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 got away from that because I know they used to do because like it used to be a Wolverine comics. You know, you sla- there's always black and cable. I and this is rated T, mm-hmm. so 
Maybe if it's rated M, they can do I red. I don't get how that flies. Like, how does... <laughs> I, I, <laughs> yeah, with what, what, what happens towards the end. Like, I can even get it in, like, a House of the Dead game where it's, like, they change the blood to green, but that's because those are zombies. Like... This, so this just seems it's, ridiculous. It's, it's dark. It's, 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 it's a T, not a, not a T plus. Just rate a teen. I mean, I don't know if they have a T plus. I'm not familiar with. I I don't PCs. remember. Yeah, everyone's getting new because like Image just has their new rating system, which seems not that different. Man, from... sitting in this Marvel.com like chat for this Daredevil thing, it's like every everything is so happen. positive. Anything that says produced by Kevin Feige is okay in my book. <laughs> yeah, so as we are recording, there is a live blog going on at marvel.com. Yep. And with the breaking news for Daredevil. And okay, so Daredevil 1's going to come back. Mm-hmm. Sorry to sort of no, okay. derail the conversation. And I've asked four times already, what's happening to Black Panther? Um, and they're just ignoring me. Crickets. They're just ignoring crickets. me. Oh, Sarah Lima. <laughs> Turner, Black Panther. No, um, I'm trying to think if, if the solicits are going out because, yeah, uh, I, I don't know. Um, and I, I wonder what's going to happen. Um, how? Because so Mark Wade's going to be doing Daredevil, and then they announced that I think it's issue 17 of New Avengers that Daredevil's going to join the New Avengers. So, what does that mean? You know, does Mark Wade now need to? coordinate with Bendis to make sure things or are they just going to be separate things as just like Spider-Man being in New Avengers and doing his own thing and mm-hmm. so it's it's just weird that it wasn't announced up until just recently because you know Bendis has been wanting to do use Daredevil on a team but so you know Mark Wade when they probably say hey Mark you want to come to Marvel and you know do Daredevil this is gonna be like your book now and he probably has all these ideas but having him on another book with another writer that kind of limits you know what, what he he can do to a little bit. So I don't know. Hopefully everything will be cool with that. Flashpoint, Lois Lane, and the Resistance number one. Don't bother. <laughs> you can just go to the next issue. It was, uh, mm, yeah, I don't know. It was all right. No, it wasn't all right. It was terrible. No, I thought it was all right. It was I mean, really bad. I yeah. I'm kind of ambivalent. Why? About okay. It, so why? Why did, did you think it was all right? It well, it it shows where, where why she's in. The, we know that Lois is. Behind territories with Amazon, yeah, and she's doing. It was just a story. It was Lois Lane being yeah. a reporter. I personally think that she wasn't a reporter at all well, in this issue. Perry White she put was just her some a... random person who was like, "Hey, I'm behind enemy lines. I can do this. <laughs> I can be a spy. It's I, easy. Why not? No big deal. <laughs> like she was not. She was not a reporter at all. Like they could have written this in a way that it was just so much more compelling. You've got an an opportunity to write a character like Lois Lane, who's already well-established and whatever, and you can make her seem totally badass, but you totally miss out on it. You just totally did not do that. And the cover is, like, I thought when I picked when I picked this up, when I chose this comic to review, I'm like, hey, this is going to be awesome. It's going to be a story about Lois Lane being amazing and not being yeah, some like third-rate character. <laughs> yeah, totally. And I was like, yes, this is the Lois Lane I've always wanted to read. Not happening in this issue. Didn't happen. I I'm disappointed. Right. The issue for me just seemed kind of unnecessary. Like, there's nothing that happens it in is. this issue that you couldn't have explained yeah. in, like, two pages of you, flashback. You, or, or, or you just happened. read the Wonder Woman book that came out last week <laughs> that because too. that's exactly <laughs> what happens here. Like, you really don't get any new information. Secret Avengers, number 14. I read that. 
Uh, it was Valkyrie. It was interesting. I actually kind of thought it was interesting. I'm going to go to bat for this one. I thought it was a little cheesy, to, the side story that, that kind of ties into the whole thing. I mean, yeah. we find out more. That, so the Secret Avengers during these during Fear Itself, each one is kind of focusing on, like last month or with last issue, I don't know if it was a full month ago, we had Hank McCoy Beast. With his his friend in the Senate, oh, that was we, good. we found all that. So they're focusing on, on I think, um, Black <laughs> that Widow. That was the one where Abe Lincoln got up and punched Nazi yep, robots. Yep, that yeah. was awesome. Yeah. So so next issue is is Black Widow. So each one is focusing on one of the members, and we're we're getting a little more insight. So it's kind of interesting what we see about Valkyrie. I was gonna say I thought Valkyrie's story was really interesting. Yeah, I don't know a lot about her. I know she was in Defenders. You know, I read a handful of issues here and there, but I don't really know her whole. History. So that was was cool seeing, but I didn't like. Some of the other side characters that were involved with this story, I, I could have done without them. But yeah. it, I mean, that that was the point of the story. Yeah, it was it was useful to tell like the whole parallel narrative. Um, but yeah, it, it, the the other parallel unfortunately wasn't that compelling. But Valkyrie's was. So if you like Valkyrie, read it. <laughs> we have Captain America six nineteen. Speaking of parallels. Um, yeah, so we have Bucky and and Steve Rogers. So what's going to happen? So this is Bucky's in the Gulag. We have um, it's it's like we have three different stories here. So we we have you know story with Black Widow because you know she left. She went on her own to try to figure out how she can save Bucky because you know there's a lot of bad stuff going on in the Russian Gulag, and then we see that because you know the warden is out to get him. They have all these plans of revenge against him, and basically what. I don't even know if it's if it's whatever. Um, we're gonna find out you know, what's gonna happen with. Well, with he's Bucky. in fear itself, so at some point he gets out of that gulag. <laughs> and uh, so I'll skip over what I was gonna whatever say. And then we get some stuff with um the Nick Fury and because we saw a couple issues ago. I think it might have been the point one where uh, there is that other Captain America. Nick Fury's like we need a Captain America and you know Steve Rogers there and. Obviously, we know Steve Rogers is going to be wearing the costume at some point, so we get a little more in that. But what's going to happen? Why? Blah, blah, blah. It, it was, I liked it. It was, it was good. Yeah. It's good. It's fast-paced. They've somehow managed to keep... Like, that, that was actually something that struck me while I was reading this. They have somehow managed to tell three separate stories that are all related to each other, but they have managed to do it really compellingly where that, without feeling like anyone is getting uh, shortchanged. Wolverine number 11... This was pretty, oh, pretty crazy. Really good. Yeah, this was really good. Because um, I've been like, eh, some, some of the past issues. I know well, you've really liked them. Well, not Death of Wolverine. Okay, Wolverine Going to Hell, thought was meh. <laughs> Him coming back in the aftermath of fighting the X-Men, kind of good. Eh, I, I like that. So that's I like the Sucker like. Punch. In his head. We've had that conversation yeah, before. we've had it. Uh, but this is bringing it back to who actually sent him to hell. and It's pretty crazy, like the revelations yeah. we have. We, yeah. we have a little bit of... um. Kind of like Rip Hunter's Blackboard. Well, some, it happens some, three times. Yeah, so. some crazy stuff. There's, um, it kind of tells you that people are kind of aware of what goes on in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Which is nice. Like, I don't know how much we should talk about w- without revealing. That's crazy. There's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, there's a lot going on here, and it really is starting to fill into pieces. Like, you know, why, why is this group of people, why are they after Wolverine? Why do they want to send them to hell? How did Wolverine affect them? Yeah, and... And it, I, it was good. And also covers by Jay Lee. Yeah. <laughs> Carnage. We gotta. We, we gotta get through these. Carnage number five of five. It was okay. Really? <laughs> yeah. This series started out really. It started really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't. So basically, the whole premise of the series. So so Carnage, Sentry took him out in space, ripped him in half, 
and then the sleazy rival of like Tony Stark's, they they get the body, they try duplicating the costume or the, the suit, the symbiote. They make this armor, armor, prosthetic yeah, stuff, and armor, and and then it's kind of coming back to haunt them. And then there's like Shriek and and the doppelganger Spider Man, and and a certain person comes back, which people should know by now. And there's battle, <laughs> and then it leaves you. It sets up for the recently announced Carnage USA coming out in, in I think it was December, October December. So maybe it's it's going to be by Zeb Wells and Clinton Crane again. So. What I'm hoping that this lead time, that you know they'll they'll get the issues in the can and it will come out monthly and not bi-monthly because that's part of the problem that I had with this is having it bi-monthly really interrupted the pacing because like I really like the first issue I like the second and then it's just like you kind of forget what ha- what happened. It's just weird that that's become like so acceptable across the board. I mean I can understand like you know with a uh, uh, Avengers Prime the Bendis and, and Alan Davis. You know that makes sense because you know the way because that you know, was set in, in no, no time. No, well, yeah, well, no, they're not just that. Is you know, Alan Davis, you know, he he can't do a monthly book right yeah. now. So can do. You know, you got that. So it's like you know, do the issues, put them in the can. that one. There was that time constraint which it affected because instead of five months, it was ten months. It took so. That's what I'm saying. Though. Know your artist. Like yeah. know that if this guy just needs just a get, big get lead, started. Like, someone like Steve McNiven, like give him a yeah. really good lead time. <laughs> yeah, or get hard chicken. <laughs> Let's not go nuts. New Mutants, um, Unfinished Business Part 2, this is number 26. So here, basically, Cyclops tells New Mutants, we need you. We need to find out where is Nate Gray, because Nate Gray was in Dark, of, Dark X-Men with Norman Osborn. They don't know where he's at now. And Sugar Man's in here. <laughs> I, I can't, I don't like Sugar Man. But, uh, he's got the weirdest name in the Marvel Universe. <laughs> it's just, I mean, Modoc's cool, but Sugar Man, you know, he's got a big head too, but with the extra arms, and I, I just don't like him. But some interesting stuff, you know, what, what is the fate of Nate Gray? And he's, he's on the cover, something's going on. So it was, it was good, not great, good. Um, Rocketeer Adventures number two. Hey, woohoo! Let's talk about Rocketeer. Very nice. It's my Very favorite. Hot nice. like a jetpack. Um, so we have. Story by Mark Wade, yep. art by Chris Weston. It's very, very nice. And and that's the thing. So issue one, I think I gave it a five out of five too, and I think you gave this a five. Yeah. It's it's just great. So even if you know a little bit of Rocketeer, because you know I think a lot of people just know about the movie. And well, today's the twentieth anniversary of the release of, of, the, the, film. of the movie. You know, Rocketeer yeah. is, was around before that. So the the good thing about about these stories here, it's it's like three short stories, and there's some pinups by great artists. Each story is just self. It's a, it's a quick. Here's a little short story. You don't need to know a lot about it. You can just jump in and enjoy the adventure. He's a dude with a jetpack and a helmet. And, he, and he's <laughs> he's got a Betty Page is is his girlfriend. And he's cooler than Iron Man. Yeah. So I think because yeah. he's kind of nerdy. Yeah. And I like that about him. It's he's endearing. A unsure of himself. Yeah. So the first story is by Mark Wade with Chris Weston doing the art. Then we have story art. And lettering by Darwin Cook, really nice. We had an awesome two-page panel by Jeff Darrow, who just was like ultra yeah. detail. Like, um, and then story by Lowell Francis and Gene Ha. So great, great issue. So that's the thing. People looking for this um, comic stores may not be ordering a lot because you know it's IDW. Nothing against IDW, but. 
you know, they're probably conservative with you know, ordering extra copies. So you better make sure you give your comic store a call and say, hey, do you have an extra copy? Save me when I'm running over there now. Cause Demand more. They will order good. more. Yeah, <laughs> and that's the thing. You know, it's not just Marvel and DC. You can pick up other stuff. You know, mostly what we're talking about is Marvel. That book is fun. Um, Captain America will be in the new Avengers. Bendis' Avengers. Uh, all I, is that what you're saying? That's breaking news? I'm asking. <laughs> I don't, don't know. All I know, from what I think they said in Chicago, that there's going to be um, big shakeups in the roster. So I don't know if they've actually confirmed anything besides that Daredevil is joining new Avengers, but yeah, I don't know. I think it was, yeah, I think I think regular Avengers is getting a big shakeup. So I don't know what that means because, you know, Steve Rogers going back to Captain America, so he's probably not going to be Commander Rogers anymore. So, hmm. and then where is that going to put Iron Man? Are you going to have Iron Man and Cap yeah, on the not? same team? Who's going to be leading it? Cap. So, <laughs> no Thor. Yeah, I'll see. Um, Batman and the Outsiders, number 40, final issue. What I really like about this. Word bubble on the cover? Well, there's that. <laughs> I, yeah, I love the word bubbles on the cover. And this is uh, a homage to Batman and the Outsiders. I, pr- I believe it's number one, where you know he, he leaves justly. He wants to do his own team. And, and the Outsiders have been kind of a mess lately. And, you know, th- that's addressed in here. You know, Bruce is like... They were supposed to be like my legacy, you know, when I was gone. He had plans because, you know, Alfred took over the team for a little while, you know, because Nightwing did his own version. And it was supposed to be like his own team separate from the Justice League and all that. But when he was gone, things kind of fell apart. And we got all the thing with um, all the stuff with, with Geoforce and his his country. And, and um, it's just, things are just really, really messy. And it's the final issue. And there's, it was weird because there's, there's a, a lot of, like, double-page spreads <laughs> that's like – you know, talking about like the different incarnations, so it's it's almost like, like it's it's just saying, yeah, you know, look at all the different versions of the team, and you know, just you know, celebrating the stuff that's gone on. But uh, it was just somehow doesn't quite it's, pack it's, the same wall. It, yeah, it, it just it, it felt like it was lacking a little bit because I mean, I, I like the double page spreads once in a while, you know, you get to see everything, but it's just there wasn't that much substance to it. it I think like. Fallen Sun did it really well in the fifth issue. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Um, Thunderbolts, I don't think anyone read this yet. Um, I think Matt Elfring reviewed this, and he liked it. So it's it's a special-sized issue, so some good stuff in there. Namor, I heard that this is getting canceled. <clears throat> Big surprise. Not, not that surprising. <laughs> yeah. Not that surprising at all. Um, Green Arrow, um, so he's out of the forest stuff. What's interesting here is there's this little flashback where... He's talking about, he just kind of remembered, and he's like, oh, I didn't really think about this for a while. Is, you know, when he was first starting off, he, he wanted to know what it was like, you know, what the, the impact of his arrows, you know, what it, it, how it affects the body. Mm-hmm. So uh, <laughs> a medical school allowed him to use their cadavers. This is not surprising. It looks like deadliest warrior on there. So it's just like, so he gets an idea. So if I shoot someone here, this is the damage Batman it's going to do. Batman the same thing. Remember Black, Man, uh, Black and White, number one? Actually, I didn't read all the black ones. Yeah, there's one uh, really good uh, short story where it shows Bruce Wayne like shooting bodies with uh, bullets, so he knows like how how gunshots are, how they hit, and then he does from when testing out. He does bodies. sometimes, but yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, then we got Incredible Hulk. So this is part two. This is with the the, the wishing well story, and Hulk is mad and sad because Betty left, and and. 
during Vegas and um, by by Beast or what's his name? <laughs> he's, he's, there. Um, he's, he's got two heads <laughs> or two faces on his head, and Wendigo's there, and there's a lot of Hulk action fighting. Uh, Mystery Men number two. I really like this series, so this is a separate thing. It's it's noir, but it's it's good. It's that's what I say. It's it's good. People should look up number one, number two, pick it up. It's it's great art, great story. Um, Zombie Christmas Carol number two. So this is Jim McCann. It's got some really really nice art. Um, there's a horse turning into zombie. You don't usually see animals <laughs> turn into zombies. Hmm. It kind of turns into zombie. Um, there, 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 there's a lot of, of dialogue, a lot of text in, in this. So just you know, be prepared to read. You know, it's, it's not just about the pictures, pretty pictures, but lots of good pictures. And it's you know, Ebenezer Scrooge, and but there's a zombie outbreak. So that that's cool. People need to check that out. Satana, Sarah, Satana fourteen. Uh, she spends half the issue uh, yelling at her cousin, and the second half of this issue is uh, Zatanna fighting a succubus. <laughs> And who was it in our office that they were they wanted to be a succubus? Was it Corey? What? No, not no. Corey. Not, not Corey. No, it was the other intern, the, Nick. The new intern, Nick. Nick. Yeah. And Sarah's like, succubus are usually female. And he's like, no, that's okay. <laughs> what? He's like, no, you're wrong. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Being the little intern, I told him to go to Anime Vice and look up succubus. It's there an is, incubus that is a male. It is an incubus that is a male. <laughs> and a male. Oh, my goodness. Thank yes. you. And it is the the little bit of uh, like anime knowledge that I know, <laughs> and that that's, I'm not sure that's about specifically it. anime. I think it's actually like a European. Yeah, there's like, like yeah, there's like myths and folks like urban. Yeah, succubus is an oh my goodness, and succubus is like a, ja- a Japanese Succub- succubus chupacabras. <laughs> no, I think a chupacabra is totally different. There's a subway comic. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Again, Isn't can't that get cool? enough. Delicious. But it's, it's, at least it's not the same. Subway comic is last week. I don't know. I skip over them. Do you it's, read it's, them? It's, it's a different one. Okay. It was a different one. Great. So it's, it's not like when we had Super 8 and everything. And then we had X-Men <laughs> Legacy 251, um, Magneto and Rogue, uh, Legion, David Haller, all his person. Some of his person, I, I didn't read the last issue because I, I haven't been reading X-Men Legacy. But um, So with Legion, some of his personalities have, have come out and have have. Manifest into like physical forms. Does this guy predate? Uh, sorry to interrupt, real quick. Does this guy predate Crazy Jane from Doom Patrol? Uh, I don't know. Okay, because they have like identical powers, yeah. and it just seems like a kind of specific yeah. power to give so, someone. Legion has always been, you know, whacked out, and you know he had to be locked. He's the one that, that killed Professor X accidentally. He meant to kill Magneto that caused Age of Apocalypse and all that. So he's always been like extremely powerful, you know, deadly. But now here he, he's he's pretty calm, and maybe it's because some of these um, personalities are out, and they need to hunt them down. And if he just touches them, I guess he can, or he can absorb them back in. And it's what's weird is seeing like a coherent legion just kind of hanging out with them. I don't I don't know how I feel about that. So not my well, I read it, so I'm not gonna read it again. And that is this week's comics. Um, that issue back girl I think was from last week, but it had um you know the. I hate, I hate to say it, and I hate, not that I hate to say it. I, I hate to say it because Stephanie's not going to be around that we know of in September. But the more I've been reading lately, I'm, I'm kind of liking her more and more. I'm getting, you know, because I, I I I liked her as a spoiler when she was with Tim Drake. You know, she she was all right for what she was. Um, I don't think she should be Batgirl, but I'm 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 warming up to her, and it's just sad that the series is going to end and what's going to happen. We don't know yet. I mean, maybe she's going to. 
Uh, she won't turn up in Teen Lucky Titans. for you. She won't turn up in Teen Titans. She won't be Batgirl anymore. <laughs> yeah, so because, you know, the, the whole thing with, with, and I know you don't even have to say anything, sir, because I know you agree, but, you know, Batgirl is, is like a big deal. It's like, you know, if you had Barbara Gordon, you know, she was worthy of it. Cassandra Kane, she, you know, showed she was worthy of it. Stephanie Brown, mm, you know, that was Bruce's ideas to get her to step up because he sees potential in her. But it's just weird that all of a sudden, I don't know. So I'd like to see something with her, and, and I'm hoping that she will show up somewhere in September, just not officially announced. But the thing is, I, I don't know where she would turn up because she's not going to be in Teen Titans. She doesn't seem to be at that level unless she shows up in Batgirl. But Is there going to be an Outsiders book? Actually... Uh, I can't really, I can't remember now. I'm getting all confused. I started reading... Um, what was it, Justice League? And I was like, wait a minute, why is Superboy and, and Wonder Girl here? It's like, I thought we're in Flashpoint and things are crazy. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's not Flashpoint here. So we got Flashpoint, we got the non-Flashpoint, and then we got the new stuff coming out, so it's it's confusing. <laughs> so anyways, I, I'm I'm starting to like Stephanie Brown, I have to say, and it might be too little too late. So we'll have to see what plans are, if any. All right, now comic news. I think we'll start off. There was a trailer released on Thursday, Captain America... Um, not a whole lot of new footage, but still cool. I think the way they structured it, it should definitely should more of the before, before. But that that's the bad thing is is because like okay, there's that the, the grenade scene, which yeah, we'll just which say that you know new. people should should see the 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 go see watch pause the podcast, open up a new tab, go watch the trailer right now, and then <laughs> come back because we were about you know to spoil this trailer. You know it's interesting. Well, I don't want to spoil it too much, but <laughs> I think that um with Green Lantern, you got a trailer. That showed us a lot of the movie, and you left having seen the trailer, having seen the movie, that you already saw the movie in the trailer. And X-Men First Class, I didn't feel like that. I didn't feel like I knew what was going to happen in the movie with the trailer. And I thought that the trailer was considerably worse and was like a poor representation of how good the movie was. Yeah, those first class trailers were not good. But Captain America... I think I've already seen the movie. Really? Everything yes. after he becomes Captain America? Why, why are they running on a train? What's stuffed the snow? What's, I don't why, know. Is, why is he going on a chain and swinging from it? I don't well, know. Well, that's when they attack I a just, base. Yeah. I just, I feel like. What's with the dudes with flamethrowers who make a square? <laughs> no, but I, I think, I think um, uh, with X Men First Class, you had an idea what was going on. You know, here comes all the missiles at the end and all. And, I one of my articles I forgot which one someone's like, like oh you're spoiling the whole movie it's like I I just mentioned stuff that was in the trailers and then I was accused of spoiling everything but it's like <laughs> it's it's like this is stuff you're that spoiling was in the trailer me. And, and that's the thing I I felt that because there there's so many different X Men first class trailers and I the trailers were great the and I think we all agreed that the the posters that they put out were were horrible the, the bad <laughs> they were shopping. really bad and you know they they showed a lot and same thing with Green Lantern you know they they there's a one trailer where they showed like a bunch of the con- constructs constructs whatever you want to call them. and uh, it's just it, it's too bad because so the, the grenade scene that's all I'm gonna say you know, watch the trailer that's something really cool that I don't think they should have put in the trailer yeah and then. There is a cosmic cube that you see for a couple seconds. You know, we know that it was in the um, San Diego footage. There is a still that was released where you see Johann Schmidt holding the cube, and you know we know it's going to be in the movie. But they they show a little bit of it in the trailer, and there's and some also of it. end of end of Thor. Yeah, well, I didn't want to spoil that. Oh. You know, it, it's been over a month. I don't know if everyone's seen it yet. Come on, no, there's actually some, I know some people who haven't seen it. Our comic people, they're busy. 
Um, one of them is sitting in this room. You haven't seen her? Haven't. What? Yeah. Get out. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you have to go see her. I'm going to turn your mic off. Right oh, now. no. Yeah, you, you can just sit here and listen. I'll just turn you, turn you down. Um, I'm just going to shout into your mic. <laughs> put filters, put blinders. So, yeah. Um, it, 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 like I said, so anyways, it's a cool trailer. We, we see little bits more. But it's it's like, did they really need another trailer? Because how many TV spots have there been now? Like six at least, the, the you know thirty second spots, and we had the full trailer, we had the Super Bowl trailer, and it's just unfortunate that they got to put out all these trailers, all this footage. Because then when you get in the theater, it's like, yeah, I saw it this. It is a little yeah, weird, this close to it coming out, that they would put out another like it's it's like full length a month trailer, it, yeah, uh, yeah. So that's weird. And I could see like if there was like if the trailer came out when Thor came out, you know, attach it to the Thor Thor movie, yeah. but. There's, I mean, what's coming out this weekend? Or even X-Men. What like, is coming out this weekend? Cars 2 is coming out this weekend. There's oof. there's nothing. I just, You're not going to get Captain America on, on Cars 2. I'm going to see Cars 2, Norm. You're shaking your head over there. <laughs> I'm going to see it. Yeah, we, let's talk <laughs> about Cars 2. There's a comic book. Oh, God. I, I, and I'm not going to talk about that. Cause <laughs> talk about it on Monday. I'm sure I'll get attacked. Um, Ouch. You okay? Yeah, like, <laughs> I just got pinched on my neck by my own necklace. That was weird. But, you know, you want to know what's weird? My daughter, it's tangent time. <laughs> my da- daughter's riding her bike in front of the house yesterday, and she got, like, poked in the back. And, <sighs> and, and this has been happening, like, 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 she's spiriting, like, supernatural energy or something like she's that. She's the kid from The Fifth, the fifth Cause, Sense? Because she's Sixth right? Sense. Sixth Sense. Sixth Sense. <laughs> Whatever, guys. But, but she, no, she, she's like, like, every once in a while, you know, she thinks she sees, like, a, a shadow. Then she's like, I don't want to ride my bike outside anymore. <laughs> Jeez. So she's, she's seeing something. Anyways, so Captain America trailer's out. Um, it's cool. Watch the trailer. Go, go to her video page. It's, you go to video page, it's right there. And it's probably on the front page. You can go straight there, too. So I still think the production values of the movie are a little weird. Not what I expected. I did show some good war scenes, like you know, soldiers running and trees blowing up and stuff. I like the car scene where you get um, little little Stevie Rogers oh, and, yeah, yeah. and and Peggy Peggy Carter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where you see he's super short. Yeah, yeah. and so yeah. Benjamin buttoned it. Yep, so that, that was cool. Benjamin buttoned it. That's what everyone's saying. You know, when, except it looks good in this. Yeah, the CG making them. Yeah. <laughs> I never um, saw Benjamin Button. The Curious oh, Case okay. of Benjamin Button. So that I never curious watched case? that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, um, that's the Brad Pitt one, right? Where he yes, aged backwards. Okay, cool. I'm going to make sure I got there. Right. Yeah. Um, Speaking of Brad Pitt, I saw Tree of Life. I did not. Uh, oh, you no. saw it? Oh, no. Terrence Malick. Well, maybe not a movie for you. I'm looking really forward What's to that. What's that supposed to mean? Yeah, well, Terrence right. Malick is a very... Sl- like. Did you like uh, the Pocahontas movie, New World? Is that the Colin, I didn't Colin see Farrell, it. Oh, okay. Farrell, Farrell, Colin Farrell. Farrell. Yeah, are, you, are you saying Farrell. it's too existential for me? Because that's, I, I totally yeah. dig because existentialism. Like, it's not existential. Like, like Ryan Reynolds' but, abs. But the dinosaur scene and trying to relate the dinosaur. Well, I'm, I'm saying you, you I'm, have, I'm looking it's, forward it's to It's about seeing. two hours and 30 minutes. I'm too really, late. really looking forward to seeing it. Well, I hope you enjoy it. I hope I enjoy it too. But thanks for that, Norm. And I hope I enjoy Cars too. <laughs> like Terrence Malick is, a, he's, I don't think he's disappointed that much. I don't know. You like the thin red line? Yeah. Oh, th- I. Uh, you know what <laughs> though? To, to my in my defense, no, sorry, of you not being yourself. like intelligent enough or whatever to. <laughs> I didn't to, make that argument. Why are you looking at me? To like relate to this movie that is like, like about half an hour too long, where you it get could be half an hour too long. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I'm, so no, defense, I, I, I'm, I'm more. In my I'm defense, everyone that left that theater was like, okay, 
that was way too long. So it's his fountain. I didn't oh, see that God. either. What? I, didn't I see saw that. the fountain. I enjoyed the fountain. I see actually. like no movies. Hardly any movie. Darren Aronofsky being very indulgent. Hey, I finally saw The Fighter like uh, last weekend. Did you like it? Yeah, it was, it was kind of weird. Seeing Should we get Matt Rory in here? Christian, yeah. Christian Bale is <laughs> he's, he's great. He's so versatile. Yeah, and I like Marky Mark. He was even good uh, in The Machinist, which was I like a very good movie. I like the other guys. I like that movie. You like the other guys it, for what it for the type of movie it was. Okay, it's better than Cop Out. I didn't see that. I sadly did not see that. I want to see that. That's really not. not Well, they're buddy comedy movies. I really wanted to see that, but everyone's like, don't see that. That that makes me sad. But but (laughs) I'm disappointed that people didn't like (laughs) Tree of Life because I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I'll see it at some point. It's limited release. If my Netflix ever works, it's it's not working on my PlayStation again. (laughs) I have to watch through my computer. Oh. Why isn't it working on your PlayStation? I don't know. I, I tried it the other day, and it's like you I need, need to update. You know, it's like you need to update because yeah. actually, why aren't you updating that? I, let me tell my story. <laughs> so my daughter wanted to watch. This was actually yesterday. My, my daughter wanted to watch a movie because I, I told her she could watch a movie during the day, but she ended up not watching a movie. So turn on the Netflix. It's not working. It's not working. You need to update. So I update it, and it takes forever through the Wi-Fi and everything. Mm-hmm. Update it. Go back. PlayStation's not working. Blah, blah, blah. More updates. I don't know. So. Update further. Change your password again. But see, the, the, the weird thing is, is before when the whole PlayStation network was down, everyone's like, Ooh, you know, making fun of Sony, whatever. But um, there's times I could still get in, into you. You're, you're trying because when you go onto Netflix through the PlayStation, you have to be signed into your your PlayStation network account. But I was able to. If you repeatedly get, try yeah, while the PlayStation network yeah, is down, could it still, will work. You could override, get around it. So, but mm. now. Because they're on Netflix's server, they're just using. They're basically using Netflix's server through the. PlayStation and and that's what the, the the what was the message it was telling me that it was with Netflix that something was down there. Mm-hmm. But Netflix is working online, but not. I don't know. Anyways, it has nothing to do with comic books. Green Lantern <laughs> last week did uh, like fifty three million. I think. It, yeah, fifty three point six million. I, I had fifty two point six, but I think it changed. Oh, I think it was a little more. I think okay. it was like fifty three or something like that. Um, so not 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 very very. It'll do very well good. internationally. I mean, it's gonna, it's a it, it's a big bright spectacle. Because well. but I, I think Super Eight did twenty one million for its second week. Now you saw Super Eight. I did see Super. I saw Super Eight as well. You guys see Super Eight? Nope. I saw Super Eight. Hmm. So they say that. Well, let's not share too much detail. Too many details. But um, th- they say that movie cost fifty million dollars to make. That is true. That's what they say. It's it's, it's believable. Be. I don't believe that. I think it costs way more than fifty million. Well, the flying alien actor. To... Stars are the a huge yeah, you got, chunk yeah, you got of kids. You, the, who 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 are the big big actors there? The 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 father. Yeah, Kyle Chandling. He's the only guy. And uh, was he from um, early, early Edition? Early Edition. Love that show. That music totally reminded me of um, White Town. I don't know if you know that band. No. They had this song called "Your Woman." It sounds it, they 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 used uh, the Imperial March in that song. <laughs> look look up when we're out of here. You're a woman, White Town. Okay. You'll you'll probably anyway. Green Lantern didn't make that much money. No, didn't. Uh, Mr. Popper's Penguins also didn't make that much money. Eighteen point two million. Yay. That's then, um, really bad, isn't it? Yeah. Um, actually, that, I don't know. That actually that might be wrong because um, X Men First Class I have eighteen point six. So, but Mr. Popper's did more than X Men. No, X Men did eighteen point six in like day one, probably. <laughs> well, this is like week. This is whatever. just for this week. Oh, for the this week. is this oh, is last okay, weekend. Okay, okay, last okay. weekend. Got it. Got and like it. Hangover too, still hanging in there, but um, hanging in there. Hanging I mean, over I, there. I didn't mean to say oh, that. No. But yeah, Green Lantern. 
not not doing so well. Um, Jeff Johns, we can jump to that since it's related. He says that there are definite plans for more Green Lantern films. Of course. And but you know the whole question is you know about the success and the budget and I guess they could tone down the budget if it's not as successful. But I I don't know. Um, Just want Ryan Reynolds to be Deadpool. That's all I want. (laughs) But the thing is, you know, once you got like some of the stuff made, like the computer rendering process program. Nope. Not not how it works. Once you once you've invented, you've created an actual Green Lantern ring. (laughs) You've put the money into making it. So anyway, he hopes that it's more than a trilogy since there's a lot of stories to tell. You can hope for all you want. <laughs> no, I think they're, uh, they're this, probably going to recoup a lot on the international market. I mean, that's and then there's the you know, DVD goes. sales and, and there's all the merchandising. Three hundred so. million dollars total marketing and production. I mean, overseas, it'll make money. I don't think it will. I think it'll break even. Not and you know what? With Jeff, the DVD and overseas. They're saying that Jeff Johns going to take a lot of the brunt of the blame. I don't see why when he wasn't even... I don't think he's listed as one of the writers. I know Mark Guggenheim was a co-writer. I thought he was just a consultant. Or a producer. I mean, yeah. anyone's a producer. What, what the heck does a producer do? I mean, you see... A lot of different so many, <laughs> But no, like, you, you, like when I, you see Bones, like... David Boreanaz is a producer. Yeah, is, really, what's he doing? He's acting in her. He's no, that's what I mean. Like the word itself. It depends. Has a some, yeah. I mean, some, of them some, do stuff. some producers do a lot yeah. of work, and, and then they... other ones, it's just like, yeah, we'll we'll give you this honorary title. But I mean, or like, they yeah, just sell Howard like they producer on. Uh, they, they just they just go like up. to people and get funding, and you know, I mean, that's really what a producer does. It's also if you were creatively involved with the whatever the origin. Yeah. Of the of the book of, of the movie was, but you didn't actually work on the movie necessarily. You often get a producer. Credit. It's yeah. weird. Some people do get, yeah, but, they work directly with the the product. Yeah. So I I I'm almost positive Jeff Johns was not listed as a writer. But what's weird is if, however heavily he was involved, that they did not use his secret origin storyline. You know, some <laughs> elements were there, but there's so much that was different. And what, what, what is odd for me is at the very end of the movie, they have the brilliant ad for comics. You saw the movie, go buy some trades. That's great. They need to do more advertising. And supposing in September, DC is going to be doing a lot more advertising for comics, which is great. They should do it on you know, DVDs. And you know they have actual trailers for comics like you know, we see sometimes. Anyways, so the Secret Origin is different. You know, Hector Hammond, he's a good-looking guy in Secret Origin. And the movie, he's not. And then, you know, you see more of Hal Jordan and Sinestro working together as Green Lanterns. You don't get that in the movie. So it's just weird. And, and the whole thing with Abin Sir and, you know, why was he, how does he get injured? And, you know, so it's, it's just weird that if you're trying to say, okay, we're going to revamp Green Lantern's origin for the comics. And then, you know, then they're going to make a movie a couple years later that they're not going to stick with the most updated origin. And, yeah, it's a comical movie, so they're not going to stick straight to it. But it's, it's just weird that they didn't stick closer to it. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys are like, shut up. Stop going on about it. Did we have this conversation already? We did. <laughs> I can't remember. 52.6 million. Yeah. yeah. DC's magic number. <laughs> no, but that's actually, I think, it was, I think it was 53. But, yeah. So, so, um, and uh, Jeff Johns said that the Flash is in like early development, but he can't say more about it. And he wrote the treatment for it. Hmm. So we'll have to see. Because you know what they talked That's about before? Be they said it was going to be uh, kind of like superhero CSI. It was going to be a little. I think they kind of said like kind of like seven ish. David Fincher seven. 
It's going to be like weird. Like Because Barry Allen's, a, you know, he's a CSI, so he's a, he's, a, he's a police officer. He's investigating crimes, and how's the that flashing? That doesn't really work tonally. <laughs> I don't know. And who knows? I mean, that was like last year when we were talking about that. I, I don't know Hollywood. if... They want to make superhero movies that don't look like superhero movies because I think yeah, because that works so well for Iron Man. Oh, well, Iron Man too. I'm, I'm well, but that was still a very, very superhero movie, and I'm saying it made a lot of money, so maybe they should rethink that plan. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, Batman: Dark Knight, nothing too exciting. Uh, I guess more than eight thousand people attended a casting call in Pittsburgh. Um. To play prisoners, victims, police officers, business people, extras. So that's a lot of people that tried out. Exciting. <laughs> um, Wait, why do they need prisoners? Arkham Asylum. That, that's, that, I mean, that's the only reason why I bring it up, and I, I don't want to get into more of that. But this is what, what they said, why they needed extras for. <laughs> and victims, what kind of victims? What's that mean? Is there going to be a mass breakout and, and the inmates are going to be killing a bunch of people? There already was a mass breakout in the first movie. No, maybe there'll be another one. I don't Full know. Circle. I didn't write, write it. I don't know. That's what we're thinking. Hmm, what can this mean? I don't know. Um, maybe it's just a jail scene <laughs> in a police station. I don't know. <laughs> Where uh, there are prisoners. R- rumor is that we'll see Anne Hathaway as Catwoman soon. Obviously, that's, uh, I think, a given that we'll see that. Um, I hope she wears a corset. She's been getting a lot of flack. Uh, there's there's a whole thing where she gave an actor a black eye. And then, <laughs> what? Like you guys didn't hear about that? There's like a gunfight scene, and she was supposed to be fighting, and and she, you know, trying to get the gun or something like that. She <laughs> hit the guy. Whatever. The t- guy the, got hit in the, hit in the Kevin face. Kevin Nash actually stabbed Tom Jane in The Punisher. I'm not sure how much of a big a deal a black eye is. And then um, she also had some wardrobe malfunctions. The, uh. the, some seams in her costume split during a, a lot of stuff. But then what was weird um, in this kind of interview, just like the Swedish interview that was like translated or something like that, where, you know, she, she talked about that she had to work out, mm-hmm. but she didn't want to talk about that. <laughs> it's like it's, it's you know she she could talk about like the the problems with the acting you know trying to get that but she didn't want to talk about what she had to go through for the workout part. Just, well, just it was announced that she would be Selena Kyle, mm-hmm. or it was announced that she would be Catwoman. Which, Selena Kyle. Yeah, so Catwoman, the character, maybe isn't confirmed. Like I mean, obviously, what, what they've said, her been... costume has split during scenes. Hmm. It and, could be any costume. Like it doesn't say that it's the Catwoman costume, does it? Mm, this I think Warner Brothers like, said that whether that's She could just be wearing really tight pants or something in one yeah. scene. Like, I don't know. Do you remember when Jon Favreau tweeted um, when they were producing Iron Man 2 and they're like, oh, Scarlet came out in her Black Widow outfit today and it was such a big deal. Like, that's what they don't want, I think, for this movie. Yeah. But we'll see. I mean, I'm sure at some point we'll see that, you know, like the Tom Hardy image, we'll see something. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else do we have? Uh, um, oh, going back to Green Lantern, this again, no surprise. Green Lantern and Harry Potter are selling more 2D tickets than 3D. Excellent. Yeah, the split's like 70 30 now. Yeah, so, but then there's still, you know, not everyone has that choice. I think it's great, you know, have a choice. If you like 3D, you can see it. If you don't like 3D, you see it in 2D. But not all theaters. I mean, if, if you're going to show it on, let's say, two screens, do you show it in two screens in 3D, make more money, you know, charge more, or do you do it 3D, 2D? If your theater only has five screens, you know, do you want to have two of those theaters dedicated to one movie? You know, so it's it's, it's interesting. 
I think eventually 3D movies are just going to go down in price. Go down in price. To... Yeah. I mean, because that, that's the thing. It, it's almost like we didn't really get a choice. It's like all of a sudden, okay, we're doing 3D. It costs more money to make. Mm-hmm. We're going to charge you. At first, I was like, okay, they're charging you for the glasses that you know, you're gonna, you can take or throw. But now they're like, no, recycle them. So it's like they're kind of <laughs> getting some of that back. It's all money back. And then, there, then, then there, was, there was a whole talk where you can buy like your, your ultra deluxe, you know, $30 pair of glasses, which I don't Bring think. your own 3D glasses? Yeah. Bring your own 3D glasses. Still have yeah. to pay five bucks more. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see about that. Five uh, bucks more? It's 10, isn't it? It's, I don't even know. It's, it's yeah, more. It's but expensive. It's, it's something like that. Mike Mignola says basically there's going to be no Hellboy 3. That's oh. not going to happen. Um, he says Guillermo. He loves Guillermo del Toro. He says he just he announces too much. He's he's doing like so many different projects and movies. Guillermo del Toro. He's always doing something. I mean, if you well, he's look, producing a ton. Yeah, he's always doing. But that's still going to take. But he had to leave time. the Hobbit. Yeah, and he's so. directing something now. It's not at the mouth of madness. But he's he's always announcing. It's like yeah, I'm doing this movie now. I'm doing this movie. So they don't think Hellboy's going to happen. Hellboy would die in the third movie anyway, right? I, that's uh, what he said before. I don't know. Really? I like yeah. Hellboy 2. It would be Golden the Army. end of the franchise. That, that was, yeah, 2 was much better than 1. Yeah. Just visually. 1 was good, but 2 was... Yeah, the, yeah. the, the, the creatures and... Uh, mm-hmm. Blown away by that. Don Cheadle has talked... He's talking about Iron Man 3 and Avengers. He says that Iron Man 3 will probably start in February. Start, start shooting in February. Hmm. Um, they, he was asked about a spinoff. Doesn't know. He was asked about the Avengers, and he said that he was under contract where he could be in there, but they chose not to use him, and he says he was happy that they didn't because he could use a break, he said. So, I'm sure he said that because they realize... So he says, unless they... they <laughs> but he, he did great. say, unless they recast me, we, we start shooting in uh, <laughs> February. It's like, ouch. He doesn't make any silly, ridiculous Get decisions. Get over it. It's it me. Uh, Captain America, the co-writer, Stephen McFeely, is talking a little bit about a sequel for Captain America. Uh, they said that they could go back to World War II, like flashback scenes. I guess the, the first movie is going to have some gaps where they can go back and touch on some things. Uh, they, yeah. they do want to go for like a present-day movie mm-hmm. with some flashbacks. How long do you think he is Captain America in the movie, like time-wise from the war? Um, There's supposed to be jumps. Like, is he supposed to be Captain America for two years? Oh, um, I would hope it'd be something for him to get some experience. Because, I mean, because I, I assume when he's going to be in Avengers, it's not like he's going to be like a, a poozer, you know, be a right. rookie, just come in. So I would think, you know, how long was he in the war? I mean, because you, know, you look at like the Patriot, the miniseries, you know, where he was replaced, you know, because they need to symbol on it. So I would hope that he would be around it's not just like a couple missions and then disappears because yeah. that kind of lessens i mean if, yeah. if you have a more experienced captain america that apparently dies that they think he dies you know that's a bigger deal and look we had this guy he went on two <laughs> missions he he wasn't cutting yep. it so no big deal because that way he's he's more of a symbol and a hero and because and i think there is gonna be some 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 flashes because you know there's a whole thing with the the uso shows where he's in that really cheesy gaudy costume because mm-hmm. what joe johnson said um early early on that um captain america is part of that show because the government didn't want to put him in the front lines because since he was the only super soldier he was too valuable they didn't want to risk him getting killed 
because he was the only one. So they put him out as a show to entertain the troops and all that. And then what happens is one of his friends goes missing, which is probably going to be Bucky. Something happens to Bucky. So then Cap Steve goes AWOL as Captain right. America. And that's when he has. That's when he first meets Red Skull because in the trailer yeah, you see him wearing the, the old costume, suit yeah. and he has the old shield. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so yeah, I, I'd say this is probably going to jump around. Jump around. Jump, jump. <laughs> Listen, I, with XM radio you flip through you get these crazy songs and so I was like change the channel <laughs> um, yeah so we'll have to see with that and then there's still now I'm not going to talk about the um, the, the images what's Chris Evans and a, another actor that you don't know what movie they take place in if it's supposed to be for Captain America or for Avengers or what. oh yeah so I yeah we'll just leave that hmm. with that I, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not based on when those images came out yeah, you have I mean, to it's, see him. It's, 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 it's yeah, the, the answer is clear. Mm-hmm. But we, we'll talk about it later. If it's very cryptic. <laughs> I was going to say, can, well, I, I did, can I, you I, solve the riddle? I posted, a, listener? I posted a link to the image in the comments of the article about that because I didn't want to spoil anything about that. But it's there. Um, no surprise. I think last week we talked about that a lot of Hollywood is not intending to be at San Diego. Like, Warner Brothers is not going to be there, you know, because they don't really need to be there. Wait, Warner Brothers is not going to have a panel? Well, they're not. No, they're not having a panel. They're not going to do Superman or... Marvel's not doing anything either with the Avengers movie. There's nothing. It's just a lot of TV stuff. A lot of TV stuff. There's going to be nothing on Avengers. Wow. Um, Spider-Man's probably going to have something because they're doing that contest and they'll probably... But that's Sony. But Marvel Studios... It's not going to really because like like what see and this is what you didn't you didn't agree with but or I think you said but like, yeah I think Marvel I mean I could see WB not being there and WB but, usually has a big booth huge booth but it's going to be probably four like movies but what do they have you know when does Batman Superman or Dark Knight Superman come out they Dark Knight is next year so they don't need to they don't need to go through all the hassles of you know being there getting actors to come out and sit uh, and panel and do all because people are going to go see it anyways and and. Do they have anything to show it's right true. now? I agree with you. You know, they don't, there's not even a trailer. God, and Marvel <laughs> wouldn't show anything. That's the, well, last year they made such the, a big deal. The only thing that what they're thinking might happen is that maybe they'll have a, a premiere screening of Captain America off site somewhere, like they did with Scott Pilgrim, because it opens up that weekend. Mm-hmm. And maybe they'll do something there, but yeah. I mean, they don't. Well, there's there's really no need for them to do a panel now because Captain America is going to be out. Yep. And they only have and one then, movie out next year. And then Avengers isn't until May. Is it May? No, it's not May. Spider Man's in May. I don't even know when Avengers is coming out. No. So it sucks. But and and after last year when they got the entire Avengers cast there, mm-hmm. what can they do now? That here's a cast again, and we have no footage to show you because we've only been shooting for a couple weeks. Full of, but even last year when they did Captain America, they'd not been shooting at all. But they had all that that that. Footage that but they had Chris Evans in a shirt trailer. Size is too small. No, they, well, they had the trailer. They showed the Cosmic Cube. They showed. Um, right, they, they had that footage, and then yeah. they had like the barely Chris Evans in, in because they just cast him. Yeah. So, um, it's strange, hmm. but, but Twilight's going to be there. Oh. But the good thing about about that is going to be on, I believe, Thursday in Hall H. Thursday morning. They're the very first ones, <sighs> so it's not like people are going to be camping out. And well, filling people up will be camping. Well, they'll, they'll be there first thing, yeah. but it's not like if it's at three o'clock, then they're going to be there from ten to three, yeah, taking yeah. up seats. So be there. But hopefully, because I think last was or two years ago that they were late. That it, something happened and it delayed everything else. 
Because I, I remember two years ago was when they were there because it was Avatar and Twilight. And that's when and Kick-Ass was there. Because I remember me and Ethan sat yes, there. Kick-Ass was at the end of the day. And, and that was like late. Yeah. We're like, we got in there. It was, it was like um, that, that space alien zombie. It was like Resident Evil in space. Pandorum. No, maybe it was, that was it. Maybe that was it. It was like a half hour panel. And that was like, like late. It's like, wait, what's going on? It's supposed to be Kick-Ass. So yeah, hopefully it won't um, delay everything else afterwards. No big movie stuff. Huh. Uh, I don't even know if I should bring this up. Ron Howard's going to adapt Spy vs. Spy. <laughs> what? Awesome. I don't know. Is it live action? <laughs> or is it going to be CG? Is, is it a kid's movie? Is it going to be like Mr. and Mrs. Smith? But with... Two ways you can go, right? In effects or gadget style? Uh, <laughs> I hope King. not. What's the last movie you directed? I want to see a... Ron oh. Howard? I, I don't know. Uh, that one with Vince Vaughn. Um... Oh. I know what you're talking I about. Say. Yeah. It's in something. Yeah. In wow. In denial? I no. Something like that? No. Oh, wow. That was, <laughs> yeah. it, it was a movie that they did not advertise as a Ron Howard movie. <laughs> His name was like Tiny. <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah, Spy vs. Spy and still no updates on Dark Tower. So, I don't know about that. I'm going back to Futurama. So, I, um, Cartoon Network ordered 26. Comedy new, Central. Comedy Central. Ordered 26 new episodes that are saying probably two more seasons. And again, it premiered, two episodes premiered last Thursday. So hopefully people saw it. Julia Ormond is in talks to play Superman's mom, Lara, Jorel's wife. Oh. <laughs> okay, not because I was like, they cast Dylan Lane already. <laughs> yeah, so Julia Ormond is Lara. So it's going to be, uh, what's his name? His wife. Two minutes. Um, Russell Crowe. Yeah. His wife. Just weird. Russell Crowe is Jorel is, is unusual. Yeah, I think I think so. Um, he's got like a kind of working class gravitas. Like he does gravitas well. Like obviously in Gladiator and yeah. stuff like that. But it was like this very it was gravitas born from like almost humility. Whereas mm. I don't know. I feel like Jor-El needs to have like a Marlon Brando esque like. He could play. He could play the scientist though. Yeah. yeah. Right. I'm not saying it's a bad casting decision. I'm just saying it's a, it's odd. I still want to know how much. Of the origin, you know, how much of Krypton are we going to see, you know, with the legal stuff? And no, I think most of it, right? Because that's I, the reason this movie has been fast-tracked. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I really don't know. And and what about the costume? Because, you know, he's getting a new costume in September. Will this movie have his traditional costume because of the legal stuff? Is it going to be the new costume? And I really, really, I mean, because nothing's been said about, you know, all we know is is cast. We don't mm-hmm. really know anything beyond that. We don't really know what the story is, so... And but then to cast these big people for Jarrell and, and Lara, you know, are they going to be in a movie two minutes at the beginning? Are we going to get twenty minutes of them? It's, yeah. it's or did we gonna see a crystal hologram? You know, diaries to Clark. I, I don't know. I think they're going to stray away from the crystals. Yeah. So hopefully, um, I don't know how to say this guy. Alex T S E. How do you pronounce that name? I would imagine that the T is silent. Say. So, um, he's going to be penning The Crow. So he also did Watchmen. So they're doing a Crow movie. Um, they're redoing it. It's directed by Juan Carlos Fresnadillo, who did 28 Weeks Later. Okay. And I missed this announcement. Do you guys know who's playing Eric Draven? Who's playing The Crow? No. I, I heard a couple of rumors, I had but is, is this the, anything confirmed? I don't know if it's confirmed or not, but I saw a couple of places. They're saying Bradley Cooper is playing The Crow. What? 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 <laughs> I don't know. 
that's what I'm saying. Did I, how did I miss this announcement? And is this maybe this is just sure a he's not the bad guy because it seems like he could pull that off for you. Jason Lee, Edward Furlong, Bradley Cooper. Matters of dude on TV also, Stairway to Heaven show. Did you say Jason Lee? Or Brandon uh, Lee. Brandon, Brandon Lee. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was thinking, I was I was thinking of Jason say. Scott Lee, who played him in the, the biopic. Oh, okay. The Dragon. Yeah. Bruce yeah. Lee story. I love that movie. Um, yeah, I love so, the first Crow movie. <laughs> yeah, it makes me, I can't watch that movie again. Really? Why not? It's just, it's, it's just sad. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, it's, I mean, it's eerie. I mean, the thing, Brandon Lee, he was so excited about doing that movie. No, that was going to be his ticket to the A-list, like, easily. And then just the fact when it, it happened, so the story is, if people don't know, you know, they, he was shot, there was a blank, there was something lodged in the gun, so he actually did get shot. He's laying on the ground, and people are like, okay, cut, and he's still down there. They thought yeah. he was acting, but then he really got shot and did not survive, and they managed to finish. They had shot enough of the movie where they could use, like, a body double, film stuff in the back, and they finished the movie, and cause they felt that that's what he would have wanted you know, so it was dedicated to him rather than say, oh, we got money invested, we need to finish it. So it's just very mm. sad because he was so, you know, I'm sure there was that, he didn't yeah. want to lose her money. But so, you know, he was really super excited about it and it's just sad. And then there was Rapid Fire, the movie came out before, which is <laughs> sad in a whole other <laughs> it was way. really bad. <laughs> I, I, that was all Dolph Lundgren, right? Because uh, I know he was in no, a movie with Dolph Lundgren. No, 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 no that was a different one. <laughs> okay. I, I don't remember what that's called. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so Bradley Cooper as the crow, unless someone tell us if, if that's just a crazy rumor that I misread or something. And then the last thing, um, remember that Sam Jackson losing the Avengers script that it got stolen from him? Yeah. And we're like, how to, why would he just leave it sitting out? And how it, so I don't know if you guys heard the whole story about this. I, I thought he just had it sitting on his desk or in a hotel or something like that. Someone came in, clean person took it. So apparently not. That's not what happened. He was on, he was somewhere. I think it was in Calgary, maybe. And his assistant, you know, he got an email with the script. So his assistant printed out the script. It was like a new updated script. They leave everything. Don't leave anything behind. They got the script in hand. But apparently the printer had a memory in there. So someone came in, reprinted whatever the last thing was. Printed the script from the printer. Oh, boy. And then that's when they put it up online. How'd they know? Maybe they're the like, oh, maybe they're like. No, you have to download documents. So yeah. I don't. Like, I mean, I don't. I don't. I don't know anything about printers. I don't know what kind of memory. If 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 you can look it somehow access like, a oh, printer. Sam Jackson's printing out hundreds of pages or something. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> if if well, if he was in a hotel room or an office or something. If like, he used oh. like a public computer, then that's easy. Because then you have the the document is downloaded to the computer. Yeah, what's a document? Use a public name? computer though. That would be a monumental. Uh, you know, what, what, maybe the document was called <laughs> a vendor script or something. Like someone like you know access. <laughs> I don't know. I don't like. I said I don't know anything about printers. I don't know how you can access the memory or see yeah. what it executed out. I didn't and, think it had memory. Does it? It's like very little. It gets deleted. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, unless it was right after that. If someone's, I I don't uh, know. That's the story they're saying. Nick Fury that, can't use computers. <laughs> so um, apparently what they're Isn't trying that to, ironic. They're trying to they're. I, I'm good luck, but they're going to try to track down the IP of wh- whoever put the uh, the Ugh. script up online. Right. So, what do you do? I mean, is that really stealing if they? Yes. Yeah, of course it, it is. is. I mean, but somebody's if it's, if it's private, like private information, mm-hmm. like that's not yeah. for you. I don't know. But yeah, I know. I agree. Of course, but, it's but stealing. It's, but it's like it's he used my printer. Hey, Joss Wing, can you rewrite the script again? <laughs> so that is it for the news. Nothing else. And on some piracy. Yeah. yeah. So and piracy on a couple of downers. <laughs> I, yeah. It's piracy and spoilers. I, I, don't, I don't get it. Comic-Con's in a month. 
Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, less than a month. Who's ready? We have a free I live am. show today. <laughs> free live show today. Yeah, if you're so listening to this if you're on listening Friday. to this on on Friday, or if you're listening to this at all, if I post you'll this be before. able to uh, access this today's live show. We had, the video will be archived cool. at some point. Yeah. So yeah. even if you listen to this on Saturday, you can go to video page and it should be there somewhere on our newly redesigned video page and front. Page. I'll be hosting. Oh the yeah, chat. you guys didn't even talk about that. New front page. <laughs> Let us know what you think. <laughs> a lot of work went into it from the top men. So hope hope you guys like it. All right, that's it. Cool. Bye. Bye. <laughs>